Who is responsible for all the pain and suffering? Who causes all the death? The critics challenge, if God were a loving God, these things would not exist. Is God responsible for all the world's maladies? God's Word teaches that the first man, Adam, and first woman, Eve, were created by God to live forever and were given a garden paradise made by the Creator over which to be groundskeepers. Adam and Eve were created with their own will, commonly referred to as free will. It must be noted that the academic God called evolution was floored when just a few decades ago microbiologists proved that all humans on the earth were descended from one father and one mother. Evolution's original position was that life evolved from numerous places on the earth and that certainly today's population would not have come from a common mother or father. Science has named those common parents Y-chromosome Adam and MT-DNA Eve. God instructed Adam in Genesis two sixteen and 17, And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. God's creation was created with free will. Grandmother Eve, in an act of unbelief, followed by its disobedience, ate from the forbidden tree, and Adam followed her lead. That day they died the second death, were banished from paradise, and banned from the tree of life. Just like man was lost, a man can be found. God made a way of escape in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, and it requires one to exercise his or her free will. Instead of Eve's unbelief and disobedience, we bring faith in Christ and obedience to God's word. Have you yet to follow God's instruction to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. If you follow me in this simple upcoming prompt, you will change your life's trajectory from death to life in just moments. In just moments, all of your sin and its shame will be forgiven and forgotten. In just moments, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken, no matter how powerful they may appear. It's time to exercise your free will. Here comes the prompt. Click on the further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 18, verses 1 through 8, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lift up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, If now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread, and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hasted into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd, and fetched the calf, tender and young, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. 
And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. God said, Leviticus 20, verse 24, But I have said unto you, Ye shall inherit their land, and I will give it unto you to possess it, a land that floweth with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, which have separated you from other people. God said, Ecclesiastes 3.14, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it, and God doeth it that men should fear before him. Man said, Follow the science. Who needs the Bible when you can just ask your phone? Follow the science. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said feature 1037 that will once again fully certify the supernatural inerrancy of God's beautiful book, His Holy Bible. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as ammunition in the battle for the souls of the lost sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May the glory of our God fill your life with praise. Who is responsible for all the pain, suffering, and death? You'll find out as you follow along. Obedience to God's Word comes with a manufacturer's lifetime guarantee. And Galatians 6-7 is an immutable law. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. As we sow faith and obedience in God's Word, we experience life and life more abundantly, even eternal life. But those who mock, neglect, demean, and ridicule God's Word will reap death and death more abundantly, even eternal cognizant death and torment. The immutable law of reaping what you sow cannot be circumvented, never, unless the blood of Christ is applied and the old you hung upon the cross. When men intrude into the domain of God's creation with the promise of improving upon it, their efforts result in harmful, even deadly, unintended consequences versus God's intended consequences of obedience. If evolution were true and life just a mindless accident, then the idea of the world's wisest helping evolution along would make sense. However, evolution is not only untrue, the reality is just the opposite. Science knows Ecclesiastes 3 verse 14 as the first law of thermodynamics. This law boils down to, you can create, you cannot, excuse me, create or destroy matter or energy, only change its form. For example, no new water is being created. From what was originally made by God on day one of creation, it is simply recycled. The water we use has been used before. God called what he made in six literal days very good, Genesis 1.31, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. You can't put to it or take from it successfully. Instead of revering and as good stewards protecting the original creation of God that was very good, man has been defiling it, and their additions and deletions continue to fall into disrepute. An excellent example would be the United States' originally recommended food pyramid that has over time been upended. Who is responsible for all the abbreviated lives? Who is responsible for the pain, suffering, and death 
following these new improved directives caused. The world's wisest consistently take the side that stands in opposition to God's word, and the general population has followed along at great cost to themselves. Consider these few points. God said to breastfeed, but for decades medical experts claimed they had a better way. God said to circumcise male babies, but medical experts said no. God said that salt is good for you, but medical uh, dietitians declared war upon it. God said to eat raw honey, but man offered refined sugars and artificial sweeteners instead. God said to use butter, but of course man needed margarine. God said to cook with olive oil, and man offered trans fats. God said eggs were delicious and nutritious, but they were not acceptable to the wise ones among us. God said to consume whole milk, and the medical community said skim and low-fat options were healthier. This very short list demonstrates the problem at hand. Who is correct? The latest discoveries, as the children of faith would expect, shout yes to God in every single case. The last in our short list is whole milk, and new confirming information was just published. Several features about God's whole milk and even raw milk have been published on God Said Man Said. Several paragraphs from the God Said Man Said feature science and fat milk follow. According to the academics, no animals except humans drink milk after infancy. It's obvious the penmen of the Bible were ignorant about the negatives of whole milk. Today's science tells us whole milk is detrimental to health and dread the thought that someone would consider drinking raw milk. This feature will pull foundational excerpts concerning milk that were published here over 17 years ago. The Bible's first overt mention of the milk issue was an event that occurred about 4,000 years ago and was referenced in Genesis 18 above, where Abraham serves God and his angels a nutritionally incorrect, by modern standards, supper of meal, most likely whole wheat, red meat, whole raw milk, and butter. Thousands of years ago, God's inerrant truth says yes, and man shouts no, no, no. But now today's vaunted science reverses course and begins to say, well, maybe yes. The following quote is from an article published in WebND. Our children are in the midst of a calcium crisis, according to food and nutrition experts. Only 14% of girls and 36% of boys aged 12 to 19 in the U.S. are getting the recommended amounts of calcium, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Close to 90% of adult bone is established by the end of the teen years. So if kids are off to a bad start in getting enough calcium, says the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development, down the road they are at serious risk of developing the brittle bone disease osteoporosis as well as other bone diseases. Osteoporosis is a pediatric disease with geriatric consequences, says Dwayne Alexander, MD director of NICHD, in a news release. And then again the article reads, Kids are not getting enough calcium in part because they are drinking too many soft drinks and non-citrus drinks instead of milk, which is full of calcium and vitamin D. But milk consumption is on the decline. Alexander explains that the number of fractures among children and young adults already is increasing, probably due to lower intakes of calcium. 
and pediatricians are also seeing a rise in kids with rickets, a bone disease that results from low levels of vitamin D, according to the NICHD. Rickets became almost non-existent when vitamin D was added to milk in the 1950s, but doctors are now seeing this devastating bone disease among kids. As these children get older, this calcium crisis will become more serious as the population starts to show its highest rate of osteoporosis and other bone health problems in our nation's history, Alexander said. Dr. Halda Clark, a famous naturalist and author, weighed in concerning milk in her 604-page book titled The Cure for All Diseases. She recommends three cups of milk a day with at least 2% butterfat. The doctor said it takes bile to make calcium absorbable, yet milk with less than 2% butterfat does not trigger the gallbladder to empty its bile at mealtime. Note that fat in milk is necessary if the calcium is to be absorbed into the body's bones. The doctor says even calcium tablets are no substitute for whole milk. Dr. R.C. Sprong with the Department of Nutrition, Quality, and Safety at Nizzo Feud Research in the, in the Netherlands said concerning new research, there was, once, uh, there was some evidence that milk may protect against bacterial infections, and it's already known that some kinds of fatty acids can kill bacteria. So we wanted to look at the positive effects of milk fats. WebND went on to discuss this matter in the following excerpt is from that article. Her team isolated the critical components, fatty acids and sphingolipids, from regular cow's milk and tested them on a few of our most menacing bacterial foes. Campylobacter, Salmonella, E. coli 0157H7, and Listeria. These are the dreaded foodborne bugs that wreak havoc on the gut. They cause most people a few days of miserable diarrhea and vomiting, but they can be deadly for the very young, very old, and those with weakened immune systems. We didn't test the whole spectrum of bugs that can induce gastrointestinal infection because we didn't look at, at viruses, says Sprong, but we did look at the most important bacteria that cause the majority of foodborne illnesses here in the Netherlands and in the United States. The researchers prepared special petri dishes to mimic the highly acidic environment of the human stomach, then to ensure that any findings would reflect the actions of the milk and not just the specially prepared dishes, they did a test run on all the bacteria without the milk. Just about all the bugs survived. Next, they grew bacterial colonies on the special petri dishes and watched what happened when they added the milk components. Although it worked better on some than others, the overall effect was fairly dramatic. The bugs died. Listeria and Campylobacter were most sensitive to the isolated milk products, while E. coli and Salmonella were less sensitive, says Sprong. Because it contains higher concentrations of the key components, full-fat milk may be more protective than skim milk, says Sprong. But the message is not just to drink more high-fat milk. Dr. Greg Miller of the National Dairy Council said, These researchers were looking at the same isolate levels that you'd get from drinking a glass of whole milk. So he says, given the potential benefits, if you're looking to maintain a low-fat diet, you might want to cut the excess from an area other than milk. New research from the Department of Nutrition at the University of Tennessee found that the more milk products, such as yogurt or cheese, people consume, the leaner they are. 
The research has also found that a regular diet of yogurt, two cups daily, caused blood pressure to drop, end of quotes. Surely one of the top five food products promoted by God is milk. Even Israel's promised land was called a land of milk and honey. When the Lord dined with Abraham, prominent parts of the menu were milk and butter. Obviously, God hadn't received the message from his detractors. The milk was only good for infants. Neither did Moses, Joshua, Job, Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Joel, or the Apostle Paul. Is the Bible's heavy endorsement of milk in error? Before pasteurization, there was a medical modality known as the milk cure. In Dr. Ron Schmidt's book, The Untold Story of Milk, he speaks extensively about Dr. Charles Porter, who in 1905 published the book Milk Diet as a Remedy for Chronic Disease. The following excerpts are from Dr. Schmidt's book. In 1905, Charles Sanford Porter, M.D., published Milk Diet as a Remedy for Chronic Disease. The book went through 11 editions, the last published in 1923. At least 18,000 patients have taken the treatment under my direction in the last 37 years, Sanford wrote. Porter reported that most of his practice prior to 1905 was for patients suffering with tuberculosis and that the milk diet was the most successful treatment he knew of for the disease. He reported that the sanitarium of J.E. Crew, M.D. at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota successfully treated tuberculosis by using three to nine quarts daily, taken at half-hour intervals of fresh, raw, warm milk, and fruit if the patient is constipated. Bed rest was required along with the diet. While I have not prescribed an exclusive milk diet for extended periods of time as Porter did, I have found that asthma, allergies, and hay fever have all responded well for patients using liberal quantities of good raw milk and its products. Porter wrote that a four-week course of the milk diet followed by a reasonable diet often resulted in a complete cure for these problems. I have also found that lactic acid products, soured milk, clabbered milk, kumis, kefir, soured cheese, and yogurt made from fresh raw milk from grass-fed animals are invaluable in the treatment of the sick, including those with various arthritic diseases. All chronic diseases if not too far advanced, and if the patient has not been poisoned by drugs, may respond well to a diet containing liberal amounts of these foods, as well as raw butter and cream. Even severe forms of heart and kidney disease may be treated successfully, as well as kidney stones and fibroid tumors of the uterus. Diabetics are benefited, and in some instances, the disease is permanently reversed. Soured milk is most effective in, in diabetes, and this is true also in the treatment of cancer. Cancer patients also improve, though neither Porter nor I claim cures with raw milk alone, end of quote. Dr. Crew, one of the founders of the Mayo Foundation, forerunner of the Mayo Clinic, Dr. Porters and others testified that good raw milk served very well in the treatment of ulcers, blood pressure issues, nervous system problems, cardiovascular and renal conditions, hypertension, fatigue, skin troubles, allergies, ringing in the ears, irritable bowel, migraine, and much more. However, when pasteurization was introduced, the milk cure faded into oblivion. Medical enthusiasm for milk as a therapeutic agent suffered an abrupt end with the use of pasteurization and its killing of milk enzymes. 
From research published by Weston A. Price Foundation, a charitable organization specializing in the promotion of whole food-based nutrition under the heading lactose intolerance. In a survey of raw milk drinkers in the state of Michigan, over 80% of those advised by a healthcare professional that they were lactose intolerant were able to consume raw milk without problem. End of quote. On the Health and Science page in the September 28, 2018 issue of the week, the headline reads, Could full-fat dairy be good for you? Excerpts follow. Health experts have long warned people away from full-fat dairy products because they contain high levels of saturated fat, which is thought to raise levels of LDL or bad cholesterol. But a major new study has concluded that in moderation, whole milk and full-fat yogurt and cheese could help protect against heart disease and stroke. Researchers examined data from more than 130,000 people across 21 countries over nine years and found that participants who ate two or more daily servings of full-fat dairy had a 22% lower risk of heart disease, a 34% lower risk of stroke, and a 23% lower risk of dying from cardiovascular disease. A serving was 8 ounces of milk or yogurt, or a half-ounce slice of cheese. Butter consumption wasn't linked to similar benefits, though that may have been because most of the study subjects ate little of it. Study co-author Mashid Degan of McCaster University in Hamilton, Ontario, says that while full-fat dairy is high in saturated fat, it contains many other nutrients that are important for a healthy diet, such as calcium, magnesium, and vitamin K, end of quote. Today's science thumps its chest, but really, faces should be red. For thousands of years, the children of childlike faith have reaped the benefits of obedience and confidence sown. End of quotes. The December 21, 2020 headline on the ScienceDaily.com reads, Drinking milk while breastfeeding may reduce the child's food allergy risk. While reading the following excerpts, consider the intended consequences of following God's word. Children of mothers who drink relatively more cow's milk during breastfeeding are at reduced risk of developing food allergies. That is the conclusion of researchers from Chalmers University of Technology, Sweden, in a new study published in the scientific journal Nutrients. The result is based on a survey of more than 500 Swedish women's eating habits and the prevalence of allergies in their children at one year of age. We have found that mothers of healthy one-year-olds consumed more cow's milk during breastfeeding than mothers of allergic one-year-olds, reported Mia Stravik, doctoral student in the Division of Food Science at Chalmers University of Technology and first author of the study. There are many factors behind the risk of food allergy, no least genetic predisposition. Uh, yet, as uh, Mia Stravik explains, diet is a factor where parents themselves can have a direct influence. It is quite common nowadays for young women to avoid drinking milk, due in part to prevailing trends and concerns, some of which are linked to myths about diet. According to Professor Anna-Sophie Sandberg, Mia Stravik's supervisor, one possible explanation may be that the milk in the mother's diet contains substances that stimulate the maturity of the immune system. 
In a child's early development, there is a time window where stimulation of the immune system is necessary for the child to develop tolerance to different foods. According to something known as the hygiene hypothesis, early contact with various microorganisms can function as something of a kickstart for a child's immune system, she explains. But with the lower prevalence of microorganisms nowadays in our more hygienic society, substances taken in through the mother's diet can be another way to stimulate the maturity of the immune system. It is unclear exactly why cow's milk in the mother's diet can reduce the risk of child allergy. According to researcher Malin Barnum, uh, there are several possible explanations that could potentially work together. One hypothesis is that cow's milk contains something that activates the child's immune system and helps it to develop tolerance. This as-yet-known cause could be found in the fat of the milk or in its protein content. But it could also be the case that the milk itself is neutral in relation to the immune system. Then it might be more simply a matter of a higher intake of milk fats leading to a relatively lower intake of polyunsaturated fats. This would help because we believe high levels of polyunsaturated fat in a mother's diet can counteract the maturation of a child's immune system at an early age. End of quote. Statistics from the Global Field Study continue to pour in, and the report is perfectly clear. God's Word is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. They always end up here. God said, Genesis 18, 1 through 8, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lift up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham fast, uh, hastened excuse me, into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal kneaded, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd, and fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk, and the calf which he had dressed, and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. God said, Leviticus 20, verse 24, But I have said unto you, ye shall inherit their land, and I will give it unto you to possess it, the land that floweth with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, which have separated you from other people. God said, Ecclesiastes 3, 14, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it, and God doeth it that men should fear before him. Man said, Follow the science. Who needs the Bible when you can just ask your phone? Follow the science. Now you have the record.